never stop talking. I will never stop talking to you. I will never stop talking. I will never stop talking to you. I will never stop talking. I'll never stop talking to you. I just cannot stop talking. I just cannot stop talking to you. Oh my gosh, welcome. Wait for it. I just can't stop talking. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm just sitting here. Um, my setup moved to the uh, dining room area of our apartment. I always think it's funny to call it like a dining room when it directly connects to your living room. It's not like, I don't know, like <laughs> my brain thinks like dining room like Beauty and the Beast, like big, elegant. This is where we go to dine. This is the room in which we dine. Um, and it feels weird when it's just like the smallest room in your house sort of thing just inside your front door. Um, but if we had a dining room, if we had a hall in which to dine, it would be uh, this room, I guess. So anyway, that's where I'm sitting, and I'm out here uh, because I'm about to do a Zoom call with um, my buddy. Oh my gosh, I just realized that one of the knobs on my soundboard broke off. Oh my god, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that you all have to see it this way, that you all have to see my soundboard looking like this. Oh, get it? Because you don't. You don't have to see it. Um, so anyway, I'm about to record a Zoom call with a very good poet friend of mine. Um, all through the month of April, I'm going to try and make sure every episode is a poet interview. Because uh, April's Poetry Month, and um, I just I love poetry. So we're going we're gonna to get super into that for the next few episodes. And this will be the pre-poetry month, the poetry month pre-show. I don't know, whatever. Call it whatever you want. If you can think of a better name than that, then call it that. Um, but basically, I'm just going to record, I'm going to do my best to record <clears throat> um, a little bit as I go th uh, to, to kind of kick off the month so that my interviews can really be focused on my um, poet friends. So the first one, uh, we'll start literally in just, uh, just a little while. Um, it's going to be Jared Lewis as a poet. He goes by black B L A K K. You can find a lot of his stuff on Facebook. Um, I'm sure he's got it on YouTube, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. You're going to hear about that next episode. First episode in April, last episode in March is going to be our, our poetry month pre-show. That's this right now that you're listening to. 
Um, but yeah, next episode in a week will be Jared Lewis. We're going to talk all about poetry stuff. I think I, man, potentially right now, I'm lining up some really, really exciting interviews for this month. Um, people who are exceptional poets, but who are uh, exceptionally hardworking in other areas too. So very, very interesting stuff. I'm excited. I'm hoping to have some really great stuff for you guys to listen to soon. So um, wait for it. Oh, that was a sip of tea break right there. All right. So um, real quick, let's just knock out uh, let's knock out the easy stuff, you know, before um, before I hop on here with Jared in a second. Um, I just felt uh, ready to do some affirmations, and I knew this episode will be dropping in a couple days. So let's get let's uh, let's get her done, you know. Um, so affirmations. I think for a second I wanted to talk about something else, but we'll get there, you know? Just got to be patient. Just got to slow down. Got to take a deep breath. I'm moving particularly slowly right now because I just got up a little while ago. Um, and I'm busy. Busy, busy, busy. And tired. Uh, but we talked about being tired enough, so let's talk about affirmations. I hope you are feeling creative. I hope you're feeling ready to create new things. Um, I'm not saying that the things that you have created need to go. I'm just saying that it's always good to be creating. It's always good to be in a state of new creation. Uh, and especially in the springtime, you know, the weather is going to charge us up to feel like we ought to be creating. Um, so I hope that you get in tune with that energy. I hope you feel good. I hope you feel um, like there's new opportunities. Creativity doesn't just mean um, making poems. <laughs> creativity doesn't just mean making art. Uh, creativity means creating solutions to problems. It means creating new practices in your life. It means creating new... Um, patterns, behaviors. It means creating a way out of things. It means creating um, love. It means creating a new way to parent or a new way to uh, study, a new way to um, enrich yourself. Creativity is, is everything we do. So I hope you're feeling creative. I hope you get in tune with that. I hope you explore that. I hope that you, um, you know, take yourself seriously with your creativity. I hope for that because I think it's easy to get going doing a lot of things that we know are important, um, very practically speaking, or things that are just things that we need to do and need to get done, things that other people are relying on us for, things for work, things for uh, extracurriculars, just whatever it may be. Um, I think it's easy to get wrapped up in that stuff and forget the real world importance of uh, creativity, whatever that may be. So um, I hope you really let yourself uh, be taken seriously with your creative efforts. 
Um, because seriously, I mean, the, creativity is one of those things where like, if you can conceive of it, you can probably bring it to life. Um, just fully wrapping your head around something and fully grasping an idea often is enough to bring it to life. So I hope, I hope, I hope that's coursing through you right now, man. I hope, Ooh, baby. I hope you're feeling creative. Wait for it. Oh, that was a big stretch. That was a big stretch. All right. We're waking up. We're waking up now. Oh yeah. We're waking up ready to create a new day. Ooh, man, maybe I'm going to start doing this if I ever, <laughs> if I ever wake up feeling a little wonky, I'm just going to start recording something. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's, I think those are some good affirmations. I hope you're feeling creative. Uh, and I hope you're honoring your creativity. Um, I'm feeling, man, I'm, I'm simple right now. Um, I'm feeling grateful for a lot of stuff, but I'm feeling very simple. I'm just grateful for what's what's in front of me right now. I'm really, really grateful to get to record uh, an episode with Jared Lewis. He is one of my favorites uh, and one of my one of my favorite people in the poetry scene. Um, maybe one of my best friends in the poetry scene, and just a really, really great uh, creative guy. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be getting to sit down with him in a moment. I'm uh, I'm proud of myself for arranging that and for you know feeling pretty good. Now I just don't want to jinx anything, you know. I'm feeling pretty good about the interviews coming up, so I'm proud of myself for that too. Um, I'm I'm just I'm really proud of myself for you know when I get busy, a lot of times I get real um, you know my my mental illnesses tend to take over, but uh, I think I have really created some new patterns and some new behaviors that have made it so I've. I have not been uh, getting taken out like I usually am when I get this busy. I haven't been letting myself wallow in, um, you know, negative ways of thinking or focus on on things that that might be bad. I'm focusing on what I know is good. Um, yeah, I'm really, being, I'm really, really, really proud of myself lately. Being the being the person that I've wanted to be for a long time. I'm looking around and realizing that I'm being it. Um, I'm not talking about it a ton, but I'm being it. I'm talking to you about it right now. This is my place to talk about it. And so outside of here, I'm not talking about it a ton, but, uh, I really am being it. And that's the, that's the main thing. That's beautiful. So, um, really proud of myself for that and grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that, man, I know I said it's got to change, but I am, I am grateful for my cookie recipe. But boy, oh boy, maybe that's why I'm moving slow. Because I ate 50 cookies last night. I ate, all right, look, I'm lying to you. I didn't eat 50 cookies. That'd be crazy. I ate 100 cookies last night. You know what? Just in the spirit of being grateful and proud of creativity, I've been creating a lot of cookies lately. And I'm going to let myself be proud and grateful for that. I'm not going to give myself a hard time about that, okay? Um, I'm going to be so proud and so grateful for it that I'm going to tell you some of the cookies that I've been making lately. So started off with a classic chocolate chip. When you're when you're developing a cookie recipe, start off with a classic chocolate chip. It's just it's tried and true. Even if you mess it up, you're going to have something that you can eat. You know, even if you mess it up, 
it's still probably going to be good enough that you can eat it. And and if you if you partake in a little smoky smoky, you're still going to enjoy them, you know. So basic chocolate chip, start there. Um, get some cocoa powder, and then you can make chocolate chocolate chip cookies. So that was the next way we branched. Um, what else did I do? I got all sorts of those little like natural flavorings. Some of them are probably artificial flavorings, but I'm just saying like the the extracts of different things. So I made um coconut chocolate chocolate chip. Now th- this is like a month ago now. This is like a month or two months ago now because this this has been this cookie journey's been a while. This is why we're being proud and grateful right now. Don't think I forgot what we're doing. Um so in that first round I also made apple pie walnut cookies and i don't know what else to call them apple spice we'll say apple spice walnut cookies um i basically had some like apple butter stuff from when i made a from scratch apple pie i had some left in the fridge so when i made the cookie dough i added some of that into it and then some chopped walnuts and um some of the other just like spices i would have used in the apple pie filling and the cookie dough and when it got done i used the leftover at the very last bit of that apple butter stuff i put on top of the cookies oh my god guys i'm just telling you that that shit was amazing and the people who had it here's the thing i thought with that apple butter on top it was just like unbeatable but the people that had it even without the apple butter on top said that that was one of their favorites um and that was just a weird one so i'm really grateful that that one came out great so what have I what have I made since then? I made some more coconut ones. I like coconut flavored things. Um, I like making the the cookie dough itself chocolate. I just I really like chocolate. That's the problem. Um, I thought making cookies would stretch out the amount of chocolate I consume so that I don't consume as much chocolate at once. But what it really did was make it so that I'm just consuming more butter and sugar. <laughs> than if I were to just eat the chocolate by itself. <laughs> oh no, it's a real problem. You guys are going to see me, I'm going to be 20 pounds heavier. And I'm going to wear it well. I'm going to look damn good, okay? I'm going to be inspired by my, by my, I'm a little guy. So when I start getting into big guy territory, I'm just going to be inspired by all my big guy friends who have always been um, the most beautiful people in my life and I'm going to wear it well. And you guys aren't even going to notice. You're going to be like, Whoa, Christopher slimmed down. No, he put on 50 pounds. Um, that he's carrying around a lot of extra cookie weight right now. Um, yeah, that's, that's how that's going to go. No, but seriously. Um, I, so the, the most recent ones were chocolate, chocolate chip, orange, I don't know how to see here's the thing i haven't worked on the naming okay so don't don't give me a hard time um orange chocolate chocolate chip so you know those like chocolate oranges that you slam on the counter at christmas time yeah i basically made a cookie that tastes like those and it came out amazing um so those are the cookies that are uh currently ruining my life um right now so and 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 solving all the problems in it at the same time it's doing both um all right so affirmations proud grateful um that feels good i love you guys i'll be back to record the rest of this episode 
in a little bit um, after I get done talking to Jared and after uh, after I get done talking to Jared because look, it's not early in the morning. It's really not early in the morning because um, where I come from, early in the morning means like four or five a.m. But uh, so it's not early in the morning, but it is early for me, um, and it's early for a weekend. It's early for. Uh, how busy I've been. Jesus, let yourself sleep in for a day, Christopher. Come on. No, but um it's it's really not that early. I'm just I'm just being I'm 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 whining about it. So um Yeah, so all that to say, I'm gonna make a bomb ass brunch. When I get done talking to Jared, I'm gonna make brunch for me and Jordan. Probably take Manny for a walk, organize my day a little bit. I'll be back later. Uh to record the rest of this episode. And we're going to talk about poetry. We're going to talk a bunch about poetry. So, um, and I'll share some poems and that'll be nice. Oh, 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 he's going to share some poems, is he? Well, we didn't, we don't have to pay extra for that, do we? Well, uh, maybe one day, but not right now. So, um, I love you all very much and I'll be back in a minute. Bye. Hi, Manny. Good boy. All right, oh. folks, welcome back. Yeah, I told you I wasn't going to tell you. You did not. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that was a heartwarming way to come back into the show. My heart's warm. Um, I mean, I know mine is. <laughs> I, but we got to see this adorable dog, and you all only got to hear it. Not as good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're back, and uh, we started the episode earlier. Um, Jordan is joining me for the rest of the episode we're going to do our poetry episode together and we're going to do it um, right now for you. And it's, so it's not technically poetry month yet when this episode comes out, but by the time you listen to it, it probably will be. So it's only like a day after or something. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you probably won't listen to it right away. So by the time you're listening to this, it's probably poetry month's probably started. So the, the timing works out. It's fine. <laughs> um, but we're, but even if not, this will be the pre poetry month pre-show we're we're getting we're pre-show pre-game because right now what i got cooking is i think every episode this month is gonna feature an interview with a poet from st louis um or the area or whatever so um yeah so that's that's really exciting i just did one today with jared lewis uh Mm. it was dope it was amazing it was perfect we just freaking vibed together the whole time it was great um, so I'm happy. I've got one set on the books um, that I guess I can I guess I can say because we got it scheduled. So um, oh, this oh, month oh. I will have an episode with Keisha. Uh, her poet name is Unlimited. The poet she is um, she is outstanding, and she is somebody with uh, unlimited energy, uh, mm-hmm. unlimited um, work ethic, unlimited. Uh, uh, drive talent skill talent, skill yeah seriously like um so she's the person who is the, uh, the head of the woke brand i've talked about the woke brand on here before um so she's that person so i'm sure we'll talk about that stuff we'll talk about poetry a bunch because she's an amazing poet who's put on a ton of amazing poetry events it'll be amazing amazing great all that so um that'll be perfect um give me one second 
Okay, so um, that was the second. You had it. We had it. <laughs> it was great. Um, okay, so we got that coming. We got that coming up. Um, I'm super excited about that one. Uh, she's somebody that I've learned a lot from, and I just I just told you I was going to mm-hmm. dive right in when we came back, right? And now I'm like I I I'm I am so excited about interviewing her that uh, it's hard to not talk about it. So, uh, but we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> Because you all, I know you're excited enough already, so I don't got to tell you to be excited. You all are excited already, so because uh, you're smart. You're smart people, and you know when to get excited, and I love that about you. I love that. On that note, Jordan, is there? Uh, I already did my affirmations and my gratefulness and my proud things. Is there anything you want to add to that real quick? Uh, affirmations. doesn't have to be real quick. Affirmations. I'm going to go so fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I rushed you. I didn't mean to rush you. Just kidding. I will go at my own pace, which is slow. Um, affirmations. Yeah. I hope you're feeling strong, brave. I'm sure you already said those things, but I hope that for you too. Oh, oh, wow. I switched it up this time. And Whoa. Jordan still hit the classics. Now I will Jordan. I hope you're feeling confident and beautiful. And I hope you have clarity. Okay, and that's it. That's it for affirmations. Wow, okay. That was yeah, good. Yeah, those that were was good ones. One ended on you ended on clarity with such a distinction yeah. that it was like it was such a clear ending. You ended it with clarity. Yeah, I hope you have it and you there it, with it is. Clarity literally and figuratively. Oh my wow. god. Oh my god. Wow. Whoa. Wow. That's powerful. Wow. We're talking, about, we're talking a little bit about the power of words today. Talk about that right there. Talk that was, about ooh. it. Who do you right. do? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a poetry episode, so we're we're talking about words. Talking about words. We're we're stopping to smell the roses as we stroll through the garden. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Stopping to sniff. Um. So. What? what Gratitude and pride. That's. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I thought you, you were moving dot, on. Dot, dot, <laughs> grateful for and or proud of or both. I'm so grateful for your patience with me as a disrespectful guest. (laughs) I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for listeners' patience with me as well. Oh my gosh, they love you. Everybody loves you. Wow. You know it. We all know it. I know it. I know it. Um, Ridiculous acting. I hate you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I am really, really grateful for today. Um, We got to spend time outside today. And just take a really long walk yeah, with Manny. I recorded my part at the beginning of the day. You're recording your part, our part, at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's like starting the day, ending the day with podcast, mm. kind of fun, neat thing here, full circle. All right. Literally I perfect. You I interrupted you again. What's your name? I forgive you. It is your podcast. I am but a guest. Oh, my gosh. But you a just, visitor. You just can't stop talking. A peasant. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's contagious. Did you see what I did? I see what you did. With those words. All right. Go ahead. I seriously, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He's done. I'm done. He will never be done. But that's what we love about him, right? That's why we're listening. Um, <laughs> okay, so yes. that's, I'll say that's what I'm grateful for. I am proud. I finished all my homework for the week. Proud of me. I called my parents. Um, and that's something I wanted to do. But I, <laughs> if it sounded like there was just a tornado, it's because we're painting our nails and blowing on them, trying not to blow on them in the mic. Um, idiot. 
like an idiot would do that only an idiot would literally do exactly that moments after you reminded me not to do that i won't argue with you (laughs) too good of too good of a good friend only i only chimed in because i was the topic of your conversation you brought it up and i just that's the only so back to you back to me i'm so proud um yeah proud of me in my school proud that i call my parents that's what i was saying um i'm just proud that i'm of my time management i guess is what i'm saying with the what it feels like is the little extra free time that i have which i'm working on changing making some life adjustments and i'm proud of that too but right now in the present i'm proud of how i'm managing my time and yeah i think i think i'm gonna leave it at that Nice. That's my affirmations, grateful, proud. <laughs> Forgot the last one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to pause painting my nails for a moment. Yeah. I'm sure you have already heard and will hear a few more noises. Tornadoes. Um, but it's only the top coat, guys, so we'll get through it together. It'll be quick. We won't, won't even remember that it happened. We're just trying to keep them um, shiny, guys. Yeah. We, yeah for the be, fans. Yeah. This is for you. I mean, obviously, you guys can see these nails right now. I mean, they're not, like, my favorite that I've ever done, but they they're are good. good they're good. I like them, and I'm happy with them. And um, that's all that matters. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, by the way, because um, oh. I really did like that. So. Yeah. Um. We're going to kind of follow a similar structure to these Poetry Month episodes because they're going to be interviews. The interviews are mostly centered around poetry, so they're going to roughly go the same way with each person that I interview. So you and I are going to kind of run through the interview right now is basically what's going to happen. Um, I'm ready. I'm sure we're going to handle it differently. Because in these other interviews, uh, I bet we'll take it. And we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll talk, we'll give serious answers and honest answers and whatever, authentic answers. But we're also probably inclined to goof yeah. off right now. We're a bit more be, informal. Yeah, not be completely, like, uh, reverent about it or whatever. So um, that's okay. That's perfect. That's what we're going to do. And that's like who we, we are. Said, we're, just setting the, we're just setting the tone. We're just setting the mood. Setting the tone. This isn't like a true poetry we're month. We're just setting the temperature on the hot tub right now. Okay. Ooh. So that we all can. T- I'm just so kidding. that we can appreciate the bubbles. Okay. Oh, no, you can't you see me can't now, but I've it. got like Jordan's spirit fingers like, going. Yeah, spirit, spirit fingers. Jazz hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like, not aggressively, like very gently, like bubbles, like light bubbles. Light bubbles, like you want in your hot tub. Man, oh man. So there you go. Talk about setting the mood. Oh, the mood is set. Hot tubbing. So when was the first time? <laughs> that you got in a hot tub no i'm just kidding when was the <laughs> when was the first time that we both did uh poetry that's kind of wh- where we're gonna start right now okay am i starting or are you well go for start? it take it away you okay. got it in mind take it away yeah um i think i okay so i had to stop and remember really quick i wasn't as ready as i thought but initially two memories come to my head i'm going to share like the real memory first and then like the secondary memory is that cool absolutely okay (laughs) i'm sharing okay okay so like the primary memory is the first time i really got into poetry um 
I was in college. I was like all the way into college. Um, and I was everybody experiments with poetry in college. Yeah. And I was (laughs) taking a class called the female experience and it was about, (laughs) it was like women's and gender studies class. And it was honestly like one of my favorite classes I've ever taken in the whole world. Um, truly, truly, (laughs) um, as like, Silly as it might sound, and no, honestly, that's yeah, it sounds also very uh, it, fascinating and important. It is. It opened my eyes to everything, and my instructor was amazing. But she is not the topic. Um, so. <laughs> and I wrote um, a poem about her, and here it is. <laughs> Jenna. Um. No, but <laughs> she. Okay, not she. I. Hmm. She we had an. It's okay. It's okay. I'm bringing it back. Um, we had a final project and we literally could do, it was such a free space. We could literally do any sort of expressive project, expressive thing we wanted. And it just had to reflect, it just had to show that we had gained some knowledge from the class. It was super vague, super open. And so, yeah, so I decided I was going to do a poem Um, it just like felt right in my spirit. And so I wrote a poem about, and this was when I was also first becoming kids in the class were like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, 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 no. No, they all told me they loved it. They did. (laughs) (laughs) Let me have it. No, I'm so sorry. Oh, I forgive you. Deeply. Thank you. Um, it actually, it's oh, <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't. It's silly. Um, no. So, yeah. And this was a time when I was first really getting into my spirituality. Um, so, yeah, and so for me, that meant believing in God and also really finding myself as a woman and finding my identity in a lot of different ways and learning about the world in a lot of different ways. I was really open-minded and I was absorbing a lot of information, I think is what I'm trying to say. So um, I ended up writing a poem about being a really, really strong, um, a really, really strong woman of God and just like trying to tear apart the stereotypes in the church um, about like submissiveness and just writing about being a leader and being strong um, and also believing in something and so yeah it was so I wrote a poem about that and it was a spoken word poem and I for the project you had to like show it or perform it or whatever and so I performed it and it, and it went over well um Christopher I know I know amazing. yeah I'll have to find like it one of those moments where you were exploring a lot of new stuff Poetry is a really powerful tool for a lot of people Mm -hmm. to do that when you're exploring new stuff. So it sounds like it was probably, I mean, I'm just imagining it being like one of the best things you've ever uh, written and put yourself into and whatever. I'll have to find that and share it sometime. Um, But yeah, I honestly, I have fond feelings of the poem. I think it was a good one. And I just, ever since then, I was really, really into poetry. And every time I shared that poem with someone, I was like, I want to express myself like this. I want to express so many things in this medium because it felt so empowering to me. And every time I shared it, and it was received well in some spaces <laughs> in that class, and it wasn't, and 
the content itself wasn't received well in other spaces. And so it was just really cool to explore that and be like, oh, but I still really stand by my words. Here's what I wrote and I stand by it. And that was maybe the yeah. first time I really felt that way and felt empowered. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's exciting. The secondary memory was when I was in like third grade, I think, and I was really into Avril Lavigne. And I was like, I'm going to write a song. And I remember like a vague chorus of it and like a general layout. And I can tell you it was very bad, very bad. But I was, I remember being okay. so proud of it though. But judging by your perfect, like perfectly captured Avril Lavigne aesthetic in my favorite picture <laughs> that has ever been taken of you. Oh God. Leads me to believe that it was probably on point. Uh, do you want to know the chorus than you imagine i would love to know the chorus right so now. as like an eight or nine I year old i would love to know the <laughs> chorus right now and i would as... love if it was spoken as a spoken word poem i'm That's gonna i'm gonna sing it so you're gonna be slightly disappointed because right, you have to know like the tone of it and i think it really stuck with oh, me I because we'll the tone of i was so it. proud I'm of so... it for like a whole year and i thought i was gonna be like this famous star child like dreams i was a big dreamer and that's right, a good thing let's anyway let's hear it i have to tell you the context first it'll be really quick okay tell me the context. as an eight or nine year old i wrote a song about um how i would feel if my partner ooh, i found out they cheated on me and so obviously you were writing this um having had this happen to you right you yep i was writing as if it were happening no to me. i'm saying like, oh. at the time this had you know this had probably happened to you it really affected you this was you know was... maybe maybe i had a boyfriend who or i probably just had a crush on someone who <laughs> liked someone else that's what it was and i was like he's cheating on me <laughs> my world is shattered that's so funny i was mostly just making a joke i was just you're uh, probably right though because what a ridiculous because thing eight or nine right about, but <laughs> even more ridiculous I mean, I mean not a ridiculous thing at all to be writing about if it happened to you but if if you had <laughs> not yet experienced that in a real way which was the doubts that i, I had experienced it indirectly you know tangentially <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, knew he, he knew you through him. avril lavigne she went through he it i went through it him. with her you Best know friend. he knew you liked him and he still he knew he knew. How dare he? I could have, we could have created a whole life. <laughs> yeah, so I'm invested. I shared now. my so crayons with chorus. him and he did I not share. I hear the okay. chorus that goes with the situation that has my emotions. Yeah. Boiling. So I only remember one part of the chorus, but the line, the main line is. Good, that's all I need. Is, okay. <laughs> I'm asking him questions throughout the whole verse. Like, oh, oh I'm God. getting to the cheatery. Oh, okay. God. And then here it goes. A long series of questions. A long series of <laughs> questions. The verses, I will try my best to find it. I will go through my parents' oh, boxes. Go through your freaking memory powers. I will. But I go through a list of questions. It's all the verses are interrogations because oh, he's cheating and I know it. Of course they are. I'm so glad. And the so chorus, or at least are. part of it, the part I remember is so these are how all the questions start. I go, I'm so red. I feel it. Who, what? Where will I win? You made me use the five W's again. Oh! <laughs> the five W's. The five W's. And so oh the verse God. was me asking five, five, five W questions. Oh, I didn't think of 
that shit. And you she know, have that written in a notebook in the back of her closet somewhere. She doesn't, you, but I, I need do. To find it. You I'll work on it. I will work on it. Can you hit me with that one more time? I'm sorry. Hate you. You're right. I'll just go back and listen to it a million times. Who? Um, what? Where I win? <laughs> you made me use the five W's again. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We all knew I was big stuff back then because of that. Clearly, yeah. How? I mean, so that was the moment that you... Tr- I mean, I know you said this was a secondary memory, but that's the moment that you truly realized you were destined for greatness. That's the moment my documentary will be based on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually truly loved hearing that. Thanks, thanks. So what was that? Uh, that was the moral of your secondary memory? The moral? Yeah. I don't know. That was the point you were leading up to? I guess. That was the poetry you wrote? Is what yeah. Okay. That was where my skills were at. Okay. Just wanted Jesus to share. Words. Thank okay. you. So um, <laughs> I'm going to try and be fast with mine. I don't know. We'll see if that works. It clearly didn't with yours. So. Um, womp womp. <laughs> I don't care. You know what? I'll spend the rest of this episode talking about your Avril Lavigne. We will not. <laughs> I swear to God, because I didn't know that. Uh, you know, that was a secret. Unbeknownst to me, the best poetry in the world exists and you have access to it and it's unknown to everybody else. And I could maybe hear it. That's exciting to me. And I could talk about that all poetry month. So um, I'm probably going to bring it up in all the rest of the interviews. With oh, I'm gonna good. Go, I'm going to go, you know, Jordan, right? Oh, yeah, God. No, my partner, Jordan. Yeah, no, we go to the poetry events together. Yeah, she's the one you see me with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, these people I look up to. All these people know you probably and they like you more than they like me. I'm no. Like so that's why it's funny. So, um, yeah, going like, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we talk about writing. Um, we've uncovered some of her earliest work, and it's actually the best work we've heard yet. You could sound like she archaeological. Writes, and that's how I feel. It's a big deal. <laughs> Did you know that recently new, uh, they said new works of the Bible were found? This is a bigger oh. deal to me than that. Wow. That's so a big deal. I actually did hear that. I don't know if that's real or not, though. I want to Google it, but I'll wait. Well, <laughs> do what you got to do. I'm going to talk for at least a minute. Well, I'm so, going to be present. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. I, I trust you, you both. Um <laughs> So if it was anybody else, I wouldn't. I would fucking slap the phone out of their hands. But you, you I trust. You, I, you I can trust. Wow. Did you like how that happened? I tried to make you laugh right when you were taking a drink. You did almost. I want Mike's hard lemonade seltzers all over these microphones. That's what I want. I want it <laughs> spitting out of your face. I want it all over these mics. You're on track for that to happen. Yeah, I know. So with or without your help. Um. All right. So let's see here. Jeez Louise, good old poetry yes. episode. Huh? What was That's your what first about. poetry? Um, yeah, things. great, thanks. Good, good work. That seemed natural. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm really on one. I'm so sorry. I'm just goofing off too hard uh, right now. We've had a really great day, guys. Okay, so we I'm have. Gonna, okay, so I'm gonna focus. Focus. Um, also, I just watched you deviate into a story that got me really excited. So I know. Now I have to try and calm myself back down. It's okay. Deep breaths. Uh, a really great work of art exists and it's really close to you and nobody in the world, you're going to see it before everybody else in the world. 
and that's not a big deal. It's okay. You just got to breathe through that. It's normal. That's every day yeah, for me. Yeah. That's every day around here. We're breathing it's through. Big deal. What, what douchey stuff was I saying earlier? <laughs> so many. Really, yeah, <laughs> Always. Kind of no idea which one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right. And on that note, how did I get into poetry? Um, the douchiest way you can imagine. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Uh, no, but kind of. Because um, I, think, I think I was a pretty douchey version of myself in high school, but neither here nor there. Um, I, okay, so earliest, so we're going to go, I'm going to go secondary memory first, and then I'm going to go to the primary one. Oh, work backwards. Um, didn't see that coming, did you? Keep you on your toes. So anyway, <laughs> I got into, uh, a bunch of those assignments that you were talking about, um, and where it's kind of like, you know, do whatever you want to prove to me that you got knowledge. And some yes. kids would just do like a paper or a PowerPoint or something and be really straightforward. And there would be the little pricks like me that would come in being all creative and then go buck wild with like a song yes. or a rap. You guys made class great. And the only reason I didn't call them poems at the time because I was too douchey to do so because the, I, I could have just passed them off. If sure, I there was, was a stigma. Well, and also I had not, I truly at that time had not been exposed to like actual spoken word poetry. So if I would have been, because truly it's one of those things that the first time I saw it, I was like, oh shit, that's, that's for me. Like, you know, when you just mm-hmm. fucking see something and immediately you're like, oh, that's, that's for me. That's something I'm either supposed to do or watch other people do forever for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, this is the way that I'm supposed to consume information for at least the next five years. This is the only way that anything is going to get through to me. Five years. I'm not going to be able to retain anything that isn't delivered to me in this format. <laughs> Here, for real. And then I think that probably uh, held true, which is why I <laughs> got away from a criminal justice major and got into poetry and being a creative little idiot. So, um, oh, stop no, it. I'm really not. I, I got to stop. You know, guys, yeah. when you hear me talking like that. Because you, you might internalize it. That's true. On accident. Because we're talking about the power of words. How a creative. Reckless, how reckless could I be? Little that was a perfect example superhero. of what not to do, everybody. Perfect example of what not to do. Um, a, we don't have the reverence A poet about the power becoming. Of words. We can talk about poetry, but we start talking about the power of words and the computer will break and the uh, notebook will catch on fire. Um <laughs> gonna be wild it's gonna be wild (laughs) if you hear anything crazy Um, maybe just do a welfare check welfare wellness check oh my god (laughs) yeah what you know what i don't know i don't know what words you're using anymore words are hard and that's partly what we're talking about today do you see how i brought it back now let's keep moving um (laughs) yeah i don't know so that's what i'm calling my first experience with creative writing in a way that came across as poetry i think that I did write oh I totally did write a modernized version (gasps) of an old poem by Robert Browning where he talks about uh child Roland to the dark tower came and he writes child uh c-h-i-l-d-e which in the context meant a knight so it was he's telling the story of a knight who has um, is basically traveling to and through his death to the other side of 
the afterlife or whatever. Um, I... That's basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't fuck around back then. When they wrote poetry back then, <laughs> they wrote about some crazy shit. <laughs> I thought Maybe... my stuff was deep. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they didn't fuck around. So um, Child Roll into the Dark Tower came. I believe it's what the Dark Tower series was somehow tangential or inspired by or whatever, something to do with that maybe. But maybe not. Maybe I'm just pulling things out of my ass that people have told me over the years that were complete bullshit. So Perhaps. there you go. Words can do that too. And if I if you say them right, they can still sound like they're real. But that's what you got it. That's they're struck. You got to look out. All right. So yeah, I'm having a mental breakdown. Um. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Don't worry. So, okay, so yeah, check this out. Check this out. This is the super short, super modernized version of the poem that I read in high school, Child Roll Into the Dark Tower Came. Um, and I just call this one, I, I truly wrote Ellipses to the Dark Tower Came. Oh, wow. Shit. So it could be anything that came before that. We don't know. Wow. Write your own story, motherfuckers. This could be about you. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so a cripple told me how to go forth. The only being I passed was a dying horse. The only battles I fought were mental, I confess, even though none survived on my current quest. Mm. I wasn't worried maybe failure is what's best. For me to follow suit, suit up, and join the rest... I mean, they were my loved ones for whom I obsessed, and eventual betrayal didn't make me love them less. And that wasn't the test, and isn't the mess with which I'm now left. Discover the beast, a life on lease, and stab it to the cleft. Ooh. No matter how I describe it, the end is the same. When I get where I'm going, I'll fill one last picture frame as I pass familiar names covering a hill covered in flames. With joyous reluctance, I will self-proclaim that my unresting soul should be forever tamed as I sing Child Christopher to the Dark Tower King. Ugh. Oh, and honestly... How did they not let you graduate on spot? You know what? They they offered that, but I said, guys, I want the full experience, you know? I'm, oh. I'm a man of the people. Okay. I can't leave them behind like that. I'm a man of the people. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate the offer, but now, did you like how quickly I was ready to answer that question? I did. It was too quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really <laughs> um, okay, so if you knew the poem, if you read the poem or were familiar with it, that's actually, I, you know what? I stand by that fucking work. I would not have read that with such seriousness if I did not stand by that work. So it's I absolutely do. Good. It was really, and legitimately it's really good. good if you know the, uh, if you know the poem, it's really fucking dope. So, um, anyway. Yeah, no, for real, I joked, bomb. but that's a good, that good, bomb. good poem. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just giving myself props because I don't good, care. Do I'm it. just shameless. Soak um, it in. So, yeah. So, okay. So, um, what what the heck else was I talking about? So, I, I probably heck? wrote that in high school time, but I didn't truly get into poetry until Picasso's. This is the part I'm going to breeze through, the, the most important part. Easy breezy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, going to school at Lindenwood, right up the road from Picasso's. Don't know who the first person to tell me about Picasso's was or the first person to take me. I think somebody probably took me there for one of the open mic nights. Um, I am sure that they still have a great open mic night there. But when I was there, it was kind of, from my best understanding, towards the end of the best era of Picasso's open micery. So I kind of got in on the tail end of, of the 
best of a really great you know there are just those places in those times where they just have a really great era mm-hmm. for something and like different peaks those, and yeah, yeah that was one of those times there um and not a lot of people there were doing poetry so i always stood out um it always worked to my advantage i came to find because um i am good at reading a room and when i'm my best self i'm really and back then you know when you're just exploring it you kind you kind of just flex the powers just to see what you can do and get away with so yeah. you're freewheeling on the mic and you're you know you somebody just look i'm like 21 years old or something 20 years old maybe when i first did it 19 something like that but somebody i'm like at a peak of confidence in my life and just like being able to master any new thing that comes my way my brain is in you know i mean look my brain's been heavily inhibited from a very early time but i'm just saying that within i'm just you know this is where it's 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 at optimal performance for the most part and um being constantly stimulated all the time so i'm just i'm ready to go you know like i'm ready to go yeah firing from the hip on the mic um and yeah and somebody puts a microphone in front of you and says say whatever you want oh that's a lot of power that's a lot of power a lot of power and if you're a people pleaser oh man you can go crazy so that's yes that's kind of what i did and it worked and it was great but it meant that like um it wasn't as long as i could get the room on the same page with me um which i always felt like i could uh it was a really great contrast that worked in my favor that's what i'm trying to say as long as i could get the room on the same page with me which i usually could because i could read the room i could say a few funny things up top get them all focused in and listening and then i could rock poetry in a really great uh uh, a really great contrast to everything else that had happened that night so um picasso's was a great first experience um oh give me one second okay so whenever i say just give me one minute or give me just one minute or whatever i just said a second ago um that just means that i'm stopping the recording for a second um you're not missing anything don't worry it's really me just stopping it so i can start it back up again um you know what we call in the podcast business uh the old clickety click the old Uh, clickety click i just got to give my computer the old clickety click and keeps it moving you guys know computers am i right computers The only other thing I wanted to say was that the I think that the my first night doing poetry, actually performing, was actually a very funny story, which is why I'm glad we're joking around because I can't help but see what's funny about stuff like this. So um, I went to Picasso's after having gone and seen a few of the open mic nights and really being like, wow, there are, and I truly mean this. I truly, truly mean this. This was not just what I felt at the time. There are some talented yes people that come through picasso's out of nowhere like where did you come from where did you go where did you come from can i joe yeah no, seriously. <laughs> where? man that guy he's, he's always serious. signing up yeah he's always signing up for the open mics. <laughs> comes to the town signs up for the open mics you never see him again and leaves. That, that's what picasso's was full of those people so um and it i mean truly truly great and it was cool and it was like a multi-generational place yeah Um, and it did honestly have a lot of diversity Uh, diversity kind of found its way there i think in a place like saint charles there's not a lot of like hubs for it but the hubs for it usually you find a good amount of diversity which was always uh, amazing for me and i liked that and um 
you know, college town. So a lot of young people trying to really, like I said before, flex their creativity or flex. Their yeah. New, whatever, try new things. Whatever and... they're exploring, whether it's music or uh, any kind of art. And that's the, you know, the open mic was open all that. So it's great. So I've watched a few of these. I'm really like blown away, impressed. I'm excited to like share the mic with other people. I'm like believing in myself enough to give this a shot and take a chance. Um, I, I, I get to the open mm-hmm. mic. I had called up there ahead of time just to make sure I knew how signing up for it worked. So I got there um like hella early and uh mm-hmm. and this is a practice that they did up until the end of my going there that they that they kind of did that night that I totally stand by and it t- it's a good thing it's great i think it works if if you're exploring a talent that you're willing to do but because i was somebody that they didn't know um so i got there early for the list to come out the list didn't come out until late so I wasn't prepared for the list to come out because they told me 6.30. I got there by like 6.15 oh. in case it came out early. Didn't come out until about 6.45 for people to sign up on. Mm. So um, <laughs> so I wasn't ready for it. I didn't get to it that quick. And he was not in a hurry to like get to me because mm. he didn't know me yet. Whereas Aww. he was kind of going around the room to other people making sure they got their first pick to sign up, blah, 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 which I totally get. I like, I, I understand that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I don't think they're the only place that does that. It's kind of like really honoring the people that do show up and give yeah. you a good show regularly. and Kind really of keep the audience people. too. And you're giving everybody a chance. It's an open mic. You're not turning anybody away. And they truly didn't because as any open mic, any any true good open mic will have true you're gonna get some crazies every now and then and they have their crazies too so that's what was really great was that you really did but they did try and honor the people so anyway i didn't get my first pick here's all these tangents oh i hate it this guy can't talk without these tangents so i love it (laughs) um i didn't get my first pick got uh uh got signed up very late on the list maybe like the last person i didn't realize that that meant that I am going up at 11.30-ish, between 11.30 and 11.45, when the night ends at midnight, so that means almost everybody has left. By that time, though, I had gone through so many waves of nerves. I got nerves in a way that made me feel like I had to shit. I'm just being blunt with you. I hate those ones. And I actually did shit a lot. I remember my colon got cleared out the pants or the toilet no all in the toilet good good a lot of trips over the course of that long long wait to 11 30 yeah it was hysterical so (laughs) sorry i shouldn't be arguing yes that's hysterical well i mean no you can feel sad it's fine maybe it's sad who cares Uh, all the poetry i was going to share was sad at the time anyways who cares um yeah sad little boy getting nervous ready to share his sad little poetry Oh my god! And, <laughs> and we're just laughing at him. No, ho, ho, so ho. um, just keeps going to the bathroom. to shit! No, it's just, he stinks. Yeah, he stinks. <laughs> no, I, I, I was clean about it. Jeez, Louise, don't be a monster. All right, so um, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway. It was a good time. It was a really great time. By the time I went up, there was barely anybody in the room, which meant uh, I had gone through all those nerves for virtually nothing. Definitely not anything close to what I was actually nervous about was going to happen Mm. that night. So it was a weird way to kind of like take Mm. the pressure off and have one of those experiences where you kind of just start on a note of 
the audience doesn't have to matter as much as long mm. as it's people who are willing to be on the same page with me. And usually yeah. you find out, you know, and you can do a couple things to get them on the same page with you, but mostly you find out like whether or not they're on the same page with you and you can, you know, do what you got to do about that. But yeah, that's just kind of like, that was one of those first experiences where it was like, you know, the people that are left are really listening. And then I would go back and have a night where um, it was full and people were more inclined to talk. And usually, but after the, cause at Picasso's you get four pieces. And so usually you, um, you know, you get whatever you, you get through one and everybody's like, okay, now that by after the first one, they've shut up. But there were, you know, early on when I didn't know what I was doing as much, there were definitely times where like people were just talking through it the whole time. And some people were listening, but some people were just talking through it the whole time. And so that was a practice of just focusing on the people mm -hmm. who are listening and realizing that Castles is a good place even though that. you're not putting on a performance for everyone in the room and everyone that you would like to put on a performance for, you are putting on a performance and you are speaking directly to some of these people in this room. So speak directly to them as passionately as you can, because that's who you're making your um, impact on tonight. So um, that's who, that's who's, I mean, that's who's listening to you. Talk mm -hmm. to who's listening to you. Um, oh. And just do the best you can. So, yeah, so that was a practice in that. And then Amen. it got into the practicing of, like, getting the audience on the same page and getting good at that. And that's that's always fun. So um, we kind of had poetry overlap at Picasso's, too, before we move on from Picasso's. We yeah. had poetry overlap there. We through did. a few different means. Mm -hmm. So we worked at Youth and Me together. That's where you and I met. Yes. So we talked about this. We're going to tease it right now. We're going to have an anniversary episode soon. Yeah. And Jordan and I are going to kind of talk about our origin story. because Origin. A, it's an exciting one with lots of ups and downs. And it is. And plot turns. twist. Yeah. And we, um, we're going to talk about, probably going to talk about some things that are going to happen in the near future. Um, just because maybe. We'll talk maybe about not, them. We'll yeah. talk about them after. You know what? We'll decide. We'll decide what we want to share with you people about our lives, okay? This is These are our lives, so why don't you bug out? Um, bug out. No, I'm kidding. I, I thought I could sound cool saying it, and I didn't. I thought I'd try. You didn't. You sounded mean. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could ever sound mean. Hmm. Um, oh. Keep trying. I will. I'm just kidding. I have heard you sound uh, mean-ish. Mina Jason. It's hard for me to say. Yeah, very close. Very, very t closely tangential to me. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I'm just kidding. Um, so, okay. So, our time at Picasso's overlapped. Yeah, our time you invited me there. You told me about it and invited me there. And so that's how I, yes. that's how it started overlapping. And then you started bringing the youth up there. Mm -hmm. um, and also some of our youth wanted to be performing up there. Yeah. So that worked out regularly. And oh, and he was freaking, freaking phenomenal. It. She killed it. She, thank you. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. So am I. Um, we're sorry to get Moving on though. We're doing better. So uh, she killed it. She and, killed it. Um, I hope she continues to explore that. Uh, too I I imagine she's always she, gonna explore it. It feels like a part of who she is. Yeah, she's honestly somebody that I've always been a fan of. So, um, and uh, you know, one of those people that you're like, oh, I got client boundaries. I would give you a ride somewhere, but I got client yes. boundaries, or you know, whatever it was at the time. And just like, oh, literally one I of would, the only. I would give you what you want right now. Yeah. I got client boundaries. Literally one of the only 
people, if not the only, it's the only specific memory I have of it. Like someone singing truly gave me goosebumps. Yeah, for real. For real. Um, yeah. So that was, um, so that was a part of it. And we went to Picasso's and you shared some poetry there a few times. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know at the time was I still, cause I do want to just mention this cause this is poetry adjacent too for me. Um, was that before, after, or during I was hosting an open mic for the youth at youth community? Cause that was something that I was stoked to do once I had started once I had had some time to like learn about open mics, I think by I think that you were time still I doing had, it. I think by that time I had checked out Legacy Books and Cafe a few times too. You told me you had because awesome I told you I'd been there and you were like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I know that one." Yeah, so that was the thing when I first started too. So I had started at Picasso's, kind of realized that I was good enough at this to like actually do something with it, and then mm -hmm. um, went to legacy books and cafe which was a small open mic in the city um and it was freaking awesome it was and way more like, poetry oriented oh yeah no it was all for poetry pretty much and it was um man just like classic city poetry experience mm. um the first night I went, I think I was the only white person in the room, which I don't know if you guys have heard, but I don't mind that one bit. I usually like it, you know, and you know, some people, if you haven't experienced that before, you might be saying, what's that like? How, what's, how do you, you know, what do I do? What do I, you what know, do, how I do? do I, do I acknowledge it? Do I not acknowledge it? Look, just act like a normal person. Just act like a normal fucking person. And it's just. Yes. Okay. If you're the only white person so, in the room, you're probably safe. It's not the other case, way around. You're okay. That way, but just in <laughs> case there was. I just thought about that person that maybe felt that way. And I wanted to talk to them for a second. So oh. um, anyway, that it that but that was a fucking amazing experience for me. And then like, um, you know what? By that point, I had probably also. um done my first poetry slam which went terrible and mm. oh yeah the, uh some of the scores that were given out were um along racial lines which didn't work in my favor and that was an interesting thing and it got called out by the host so that was kind of like an interesting experience for me because it was one of those moments where I, in my head I truly hadn't even confirmed that that had happened I was just thinking they don't you know it was at a time where there was a lot of racial tension in the city um and so it wasn't immediately following uh the killing of michael brown but it was like maybe a year after that i think if i remember this time frame right so the ra and the racial tensions before then during and after that have always been rough in st louis so um due to that climate that's the nature of a lot of um what the poems were being shared about that night, what, what the poets were talking about that night. And I was only talking about what I had written up until that time. What I had written about up until that time was stuff that I knew. It was a lot of just mental health related stuff. Um, you know, sad little white boy stuff or mad little white boy, you know, Eminem stuff. Not, I mean, but for poetry. Because it was all poetry. It was all spoken word poetry. I'm not saying I got up there and did like an Eminem thing. Just because that was a really funny image, so I had to address it. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. So, that uh, that was a really interesting experience. I felt like shit after that. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, then the, the host got up and said like, now listen. 
We pick our host the night of to try and make it unbiased. And I know that we want to hear about certain topics more than others, blah, blah, blah. But we got to remember that everybody needs a fair chance. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, no. Was that racism? (laughs) I was like, oh, no. Is that... Was that what that feels like? No, I'm just kidding. I, not the same. Not the same. I know. Um, I know. You know. <laughs> I, I, I just making sure. That True. Yep. Does. Fair. Fair. Everyone. Um, no, but seriously, that was it. Was one of those moments where I was kind of like, oh well, bummer. Um, and I just kind of, you know, I didn't take winning too seriously. I think the whole time I was competing anyway, um, and I still do have a hard time. Uh, but but this was before that too. I just kind of have a hard time with the idea of rating, grading, uh, whatever poetry against mm-hmm. other people's and f- making it competitive. And I, uh, I think as with anything, there's people that are more competitive about it, and I'm just not one of those people um, as much. And so that experience was slightly shittier for that reason, but also made better for that reason. Because, you know, on some level, I was like, well, why the fuck am I even here doing this? I don't even want to be competing anyways. It's fucking stupid. But it really softened the stupid. blow of taking it personally or anything. I, I didn't really feel like I... Mm. I took it personally one night, and then I was like, hey, you're being dumb. But I think that was just being upset that I realized, like, I, you know, I wanted to do good. So, um, and it's, it was this new thing I was super excited about. So um, that's a natural way to get a little let down when uh, it doesn't go mm. your way. But that's what we all got to fucking deal with, huh? Deal with it. Yeah, just deal <laughs> with it. Jeez. Thank you. So um, get me back on track. So um, yeah, so let's see, man. We didn't do cow. our teaser, though. You kind of mentioned a tease, oh, but you didn't did really I? do Ooh, it. True tease. I teased true the teaser. Tease. I teased the a teaser. A pre-tease. So I teased you a moment ago. You thought... Oh, he forgot what he was teasing us about. No, I didn't. I pre-teased you for the teaser. I know what I'm doing. I know how to. He's no fool. I know how to produce a show. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> over here. Uh, I did forget, and she reminded me. And if she wasn't here, I would have forgotten completely. We all would be screwed. Teamwork. So teamwork makes the dream work. Bum, ready bum, bum. High five on the mics. Psh. Yeah. I just so, didn't know if you'd I hear it, you. so I thought I'd. Psh. Great. Maybe they didn't hear it over your. Psh. Hmm? For all they know, we've high-fived three more times since then because we keep making the noise, and they're like, what? That's what I heard the first what? time. We just keep high-fiving. Um, just start. <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, we, the teaser for the episode we're going to do, we're going to do an anniversary episode. We're going to talk about I, – I did say this. We're going to talk about our origin story. Okay. I just thought we were going to say kind cool of what happened at Picasso's, like oh, as okay. an actual teaser. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at Picasso's – um, an event an occurred event happened in which Jordan got proposed to by somebody who wasn't me. <laughs> True. I recorded it. Yep. And, and facilitated yes. it. And I said yes. So that is the ultimate Teaser, teaser for uh, our juice, anniversary juice, episode juice. where we'll talk about our full origin story. Uh, what got us to where yes. we are now? How? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a very silly way, like we're doing right now. But we'll also yeah. talk about it in a real way. Both. And um, because we've had we've yeah. been through some real shit, guys. Some real. So we'll um, tell you, yeah, what led up to that, and then what led up to this. Yeah, for real. All right. So um, there's the teaser. You tease and you move on. You you've been teased. Consider yourself teased. <laughs> consider yourself teased what if you were seducing somebody and you're trying to tease them a little bit and then at the end of everything you do you go 
consider yourself teased. Oh, I'm gonna try that. What do you call him? Like, uh, no, because now it sounds like I'm giving you suggestions. If I keep going, you're like, I'm gonna try that. And <laughs> I'm gonna I'm like, try him off. So what if you call him? <laughs> 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 I'm directing. What, mm-hmm. you, what no, if you call him weird. Big Chris? <laughs> no, we're saving no. that for the anniversary episode too. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> I'm not yeah, coming. <laughs> yeah, get ready. We're saving that for that. Oh, you're not? Well, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. No! Oh, saving it for the anniversary episode. Oh. PG-13. Bet you didn't know that's yeah. what, what that meant when you read explicit next to the podcast. You went, what did that mean? That's what it meant. You just heard it. All right, moving on. Oh, moving so, on. <laughs> what was Jordan's clutching her pearls? What was... Um, <laughs> what... Oh, we need to do something to reset that. So actually, let's um, let's take a let's take a let's take a break. Do you remember that we made a a thing for a break? Yes. So should we play that really quick? Yes. Okay. Break. 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 Let's take a break. 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 Aren't you glad we took that break? Ooh. Oh, that really reset the energy. Really Holy reset cow. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we need so, it. Um, yeah, and because on that note, on the note of renewed energy, we're going to, yes. uh, not renewable energy, that's something different and it's also important, but topic for a different day. So renewed energy renewed. that we have refreshed. Uh, we're going to share a couple of poems and then we'll get back so that we can refocus ourselves on the topic at hand. The topic at hand. Talking about it. So yeah, go for it. Go for okay, it. this poem doesn't have a name, but I'm sharing it because it was inspired by my college days, which was when I started poetry. It was inspired by being catcalled, which is gross. So here we go. Dear man on the sidewalk, I am not flattered. Dear man at the store. I am not flattered. Dear man in my class, I am not flattered and I am not sorry that I am not interested. The loud yelling of vulgar words did not seduce me, neither did hearing what you'd like to do to me. No matter how much or little of my thighs you see, I guarantee they are not welcoming anything. They are mine. Just like everything in between, I will not apologize for that. I will not apologize for the space I take up or the way you take notice. It is about time society learns woman and human are not contradictory terms. This body happens to be woman. This body is not public property. I am more than an object, more than a mannequin. I am not for show and I definitely did not dress up for you. My shorts do not say I'm easy. My dress does not say I want you. In fact, my clothes don't have a voice. I do. I even have a mind and I can make choices. Society shoves so many words down women's throats only to complain they didn't hear us saying no. Or maybe it's just hard to hear from the other side of a glass ceiling, but this is more than a poem to me. This is my unapologetic anthem because if women are like me, then we are tired of only being seen. We want to be heard. It's what we deserve. How much do we have to fight for people to know we are people too? Thank you. Mm. Snap, snap, snap. 
I really do like that poem. That's fun. Do you remember when we shot a video for it? Just yeah, we were, we were in uh, Colombia. Yeah, well, yeah. Exploring those. Video that was things. good. That's funny because I was thinking about that earlier. Um, I made so many weird little videos for my poems at one point, and never—I don't think I ever got around to releasing them anywhere. But they may exist somewhere on the internet, and they are all super bad. Um, no, I'm not saying super bad, but they are—they're—they're—they're not—they're not what I would do now. They're not what I would do now. Most of them. Some of them. I had one where my dad was like in the video, and that was kind of cool, and um, something like that. Maybe I would do like you know cool creative ideas like that again. There was one that I did. Oh, who am I kidding? I would totally do this again. Um, because there was one <laughs> that I I filmed. I was a mall cop. I dressed up as a mall cop. I'm I'm I dressed up as a mall cop. I put on my uniform for work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I was no, but I was literally like at work. I was out in the security car and I just was bored as shit and I thought I'm going to shoot a poetry video right now. I don't care. And I think it was when I had only the mustache because I was trying to complete oh. the mall cop look. I've always been able to grow facial hair. I've never let myself just have a mustache except for when I had to put a mall cop uniform on every day to go to work. That was when commitment. I let myself have a mustache because commitment. I needed to complete the look. Thank you very much. Okay, defensive. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was one. So, um, I during that quick break, I ran away and looked for um, poems that I I had done, um, or the 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 songs, skit things, whatever they were that I had written in high school. But since I couldn't find them, I'm just going to tell you what they were about. I did one for ACT prep, getting ready for the ACT test. Ooh, ooh. I did one for, um, like, home ec or cooking class. I do, I had a cooking class. I did one for a cooking class that was about kitchen hygiene. Um, nice. I did one for psychology, I think. Um, I'm a little shaky on that one. I did one for... I did, oh, everybody get ready for this. You talk about Jordan's inspired hits from early on in high school. As a senior in high school, thank you very much. The ooh, peak ooh. of my arrogance. Peak. Um, I did a Katy Perry, California Girls remix mm, called mm. calculus boys with a couple friends I of mine remember one of them this? uh both of them are still to this day two of the funniest people i've ever met in my entire life kyle mcmillan and joshua laporin both of them big fucking fans of them um josh even lived with me later in college and i'm sure came to a couple of these like poetry events because that's the other thing i was going to say when i was in college a friend of ours took his own life um we ended up because he was somebody that uh well i mean we were we were just a part of the we were a part of the situation so um that that's a story for another day so uh we met his family and um that we were a part of an effort with other people who knew him to coordinate a night in his honor um, that was going to be just a lot of people sharing different things of different, um, just kind of a heartfelt nature or in his honor, in his remembrance, whatever. 
Um, and that happened uh, annually for a while after that. Um, I remember that we did at least, I mean, I've, 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 I attended at least like five or six of them, I think. Um, and if they're still going on, I don't know, but I, uh, that was another like open mic thing early, early on that I was a part of in a really weird, unique way, but, um, easily one of the most important poetry events I've ever been a part of, um, and they kind of, we kind of like also turn them into awareness events, suicide awareness events and stuff like that. So that's always been really important to me. Um, in college, I also did a, this is a much less uh, exciting, did a poetry, no, excuse me. I did poetry at a talent show. It was a talent show open to anybody, anything. And people did a whole bunch of different stuff. It was like a St. Charles wide talent show. I did a talent show, got second place, Ooh. which meant I automatically, I didn't have to audition the next year. I was wow. automatically invited back to do it again. So I did it again. Didn't win anything that year, but to be fair, Band. there was an aerial dancer the second year. There was a wow. woman twirling from the ceiling on silky banners that's an yeah what the fuck i'm up there talking to people <laughs> who gives a shit about this guy there is an, a woman dancing in the air defying gravity Jeez, i didn't stand a chance not so, a chance anyway that was more um so just all poetry talk that was more early poetry um whatever so um yeah where do we go from there because we just um you just shared a poem should I share one too? Yeah, I thought you would. All right, I kind of already did earlier though. Oh, like yes, that's true. Me, you know? Well, you um, don't have to. It's your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I just really want, I really want you to uh, act like you really need it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel needed, um, and I'm not kidding about that. So, um, <laughs> I wrote a lot of sad things. I wrote a lot of things the nature of things when you have mental illnesses when you have mental illnesses and when you interact with people who have mental illnesses you end up getting into fun uh relationship uh dynamics that are often mm. unhealthy and hey, this was a way man. that i felt about one person specifically at one point but i ended up feeling this way about many people no. <laughs> different ways oh that's so, right um and I think it's something that we all can relate to a little bit from some point in our life. So oh, boy. go back to that point in your life. Be open-minded. Because um, <clears throat> I don't know how good this one is. This is short, though, so that's what's good about it. In my dreams, you act much differently. It seems you don't mind if it's me. You still like me. You enjoy my company. You don't have reservations about putting a smile on for me. In my dreams, you act much differently. And now I sit with you next to me. And I think back on that dream fondly. And of course, it makes me act oddly. Because in my dreams, you act so much differently. In my dreams, you are just so into me. In my dreams, you so purely loved me. And that feeling puts nothing above me. Because in reality, you act much differently. Womp, That's womp. a good one. Poor little Christopher, loving people who don't love him back. Um, he learned his lesson, though. Ain't golly. that relatable? He learned his lesson, by golly. <laughs> That's what we say about the kid these days. These days. If nothing else, he learned a lesson or two along the way. So, um, mm. Christopher Burke, autobiography. 
learned a couple lessons along the way. Semicolon. I learned a couple lessons. Semicolon. I was, I was saying the byline in my book. Anyway. Um, I to my autobiography that I'm writing right now with you. Right you now. Writing. You see all that writing I've been doing? That's what it's meant. Um, I'm just kidding. I haven't been writing at all because I've been trying to let my nails dry. Yes. Uh, too busy letting my nails dry to write an autobiography. Oh, oh deep so breaths. I just <laughs> poetry energy and now I'm already off track. So already. Um, seriously though, let's talk about poetry. That's what we're here to do, isn't it? Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. Um, this is an easy one. This is an easy one. Good, perfect uh, question of its own. Doesn't tie into anything yet. Who are some of your favorite poets? And why, if you want to say why. Oh, okay. Um, and if you don't want to, I, I'll do a few just because um, I wrote, well, I wrote a, sh a super long list down earlier. So keep, brainstorm yours really quick and then get ready to say Storming, okay. Um, so like early on, I saw some videos of Rudy Francisco that I uh, loved. You were going to say him. Yes. Neil Hilborn. Uh, um, and if, so Neil Hilborn is really, he's the most famous for, um, the OCD poem, I think. So if you've ever heard, like, it's like a white guy with a beard does a poem about OCD, and it's uh, really, really great. It's, a, it's really a, great. one of the best poems I think I've still ever heard. Um, the way he performs it is just perfect. So um, a lot of YouTube rabbit holes, I would just, you just watch one poem, and then you scroll through the suggested videos and see which title jumps out at you the most, and then you click that one, and then you just keep going down the rabbit hole. Button poetry, if you're looking for... Stop! Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm just kidding. In. No, no, no. Um, keep going. This is good. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. yeah. Yeah. And then um, Chris Ware. Mm. Uh, Christopher Ware was one of the first people to really welcome me to the poetry scene in St. Louis. And that was the uh, at Legacy Books and Cafe. Because while I had started doing poetry at Picasso's, there wasn't really much of a poetry scene that kind of the poetry scene really exists in St. Louis. It kind of does fringe over and overlaps into St. Charles because there were plenty of people that are a part of the poetry scene in St. Louis that I have also um, been at Picasso's with. So um, there is overlap, but the poetry, the real poetry scene that I consider real is the one in St. Louis and that um, I was welcomed into by Christopher Ware. There was somebody that always stood out to me called Mr. Poetry Seven um, that I would see around a bit. A guy named the Twisted Poet always stood out, mm. and he uh, now runs an open mic called the Twisted Twisted Open Mic, maybe something like that. Darn it! I yeah, I'm I I'm, I'm blanking. Um, I'll maybe I'll try and put it in the description of the episode if I can manage. I'm a busy guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I seriously will try though. Um, Brandon Alexander Williams was the one I was really going to lead up to and say because I think he's probably maybe my favorite if you ever get a chance to see or hear the poem by brandon alexander williams that is called mr right mm. that is one of my favorite poems of all time um maybe my favorite one of all time who knows um a lot of the poetry i heard at youth and need doing those open mics truly was some of my favorite um that was unreal i had some of the most unreal experiences hosting a freaking open mic for unhoused kids that was unreal um mm. man like experiences that i will not i will never ever ever have again anywhere else ever um maybe one day things similar to them if my if i'm lucky and a good person to find myself <laughs> in that position but um that was epic 
um, Black, who is Jared Lewis, who is uh, the interview I just had oh, today. Second tease. Um, Church is one that always stands out. Oh, yeah. Uh, T-Spirit uh, mm-hmm. is one of the best and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most acclaimed. Um, I've Been a God always stands out when I hear oh, him. Yeah. Accurate uh, always stands out when I hear him. Um, oh, my gosh. DJ Hams. Uh, I hate you so much. But all so these good. people, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Corey Black. Yes. Um, Just Rich, Joshua mm-hmm. Stanton, ah, Marty, um, Unlimited the Poet, who I mentioned earlier, Keisha, um, Portia, Sonny Hutton, Alien, Denise. This is partly why I asked you earlier because I wanted you. To you wanted to steal my ideas. No, I wanted to <laughs> the people that were really good. No, I know, I, I know. Anybody, and I know I still miss people that I absolutely love. I know. But that was a really long list. It is, um, and, and it's I've hard to even think of everyone. The poetry from uh, this Brandon Leak fella who has been, had been successful on America's Got Talent, which is oh, pretty yeah. mainstream. So we can kind of talk about that in a minute. And Amanda Gorman, who performed at the oh. inauguration mm-hmm. and the uh, Super Bowl. Man, you do the inauguration and you do the Super Bowl. You got poetry into the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, so you joshing. Yeah, so obviously amazing performances there, really making it really mainstream in a way it hasn't been before. Um, so that's a really big list. So fill in the blanks. Since I took all of yours, and I'm so sorry. So I know of at least one on our shelf that I didn't take. Rupi Kapoor. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, she's. I don't think her last name has a P in it, but. Um... Oh, you're right. I always just put it in there. That's literally not her name. It's, Rupi... a, it's a name and languages Cow. that we're not familiar with, and we're sorry yeah. about that. However, she's phenomenal, and we own her books. We give her money. <laughs> we give her support. Yeah. Um, yeah she's... Our racial insensitivity comes with a monetary uh, fee that we will... Instant reparations. <laughs> I'll buy more of her books. whoever we offended. Um, um, yeah. Yes, no. Um, her for sure. Who's that person? Who wrote that one book? That's like a lot of pictures. Hyperbole and a half. Whoever wrote that. Oh, hyperbole. And um, a half but that's good. the book. I don't know who wrote it, but that's the book. Um, the memes where there's like the little um hastily drawn cartoon person, like jumping up with a broom outstretched in one of their hands. <laughs> And it says, clean all the things was the original one. And then that person, that little cartoon character got thrown into a lot of different memes. That comes originally from that book. Yes. Um, to relate it to all you youngsters who only know things about memes. Memes. Um, um, and I'm just going to be confident, sit in a moment of confidence and say that you and I should have been on that list of yours. Oh, you're um, right. You are right. I do. Hey, look, listen. I don't sleep on my own poetry. My own poetry is good as fuck. I am so glad right, you know it. And I'm not going to sleep on mine either. And I'm going to say I I'm a fan of my yours. own. I know, I know. Um, yeah. And so maybe. I'm sure we're, well, we're, we'll get to Yeah, I think you probably mentioned. You've had some really cool poetry reads. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll um, but yeah, those are all the blanks and gaps I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. 
so good. So I'm going to make you kind of go through yours because I already went through a bunch of my like weird poetry, uh, cool, yeah. things. And you have had some, had some really cool opportunities. Yeah. Um, um, which start with uh, being at Youth and Need. Yeah, really starts with being at Youth and Need. about being a staff at Youth and Need. Mm-hmm. Sharing them. Uh, what was the first, I mean, what was the first way you shared it? So the first way I shared it, I, ooh, act on bravery when it comes. I asked the CEO if I could have a meeting with her just Whoa. to share this poem with her. You hadn't shared it before that with anybody? I'm trying to think, like, maybe, I think just at Picasso's and then sometimes like some coworkers move. would come and listen. So, like, some coworkers had heard it. Yeah. Um, but besides like friends who are also coworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. so no, I. I didn't mean to interrupt. That no, is you're a okay. Move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you were like feeling yourself. Yeah, I was that. like, I just want to share this with, and also, CEO at Youth in Need, very much open door, very much approachable. Um, she is a very, very like, a welcoming, vi- yeah, encouraging, enriching. Yeah. Person. And I just thought, I really want to share this experience with her. And she invited um, the Whole person. Oh, well, no, no not sorry, to that one. She invited Michelle, whoever Michelle is. VP of, um, VP of Youth Programs? Yeah, Youth Programs. Okay, so she invited her, who's my, who was my boss's boss's boss. So her and Pat, and I just said, okay, I really just want to share this poem with you guys. Um, and so I shared the poem, and then they're like, oh, I really like it. And then Pat asked if I could share it for the executive management team, which is like 10 people with all. So real quick, hang on. I'm just going to pause you because I'm okay. going to add things into this story. Yes, that you won't add, add in, add in, or I'm just forgetting. Just because you're not thinking. No, yeah. Well, and also it would be, I think it would kind of be weird if you did, because what I'm about to say is what just happened in that interaction though was that jordan shared this poem with these two people who have been in this line of work for 25 years but they have been removed from the front lines for maybe the majority of that career they've been in like management supervisor and then executive management roles she wrote a poem so damn good that she took them back in time to being on the front lines and remembering what it feels like to do the work and feel what you have to feel to do all that stuff. She put them back in touch with like what they do this work for. And so that is why the following happened. Thank you. Back to to me. Um, Pat invited me to speak to the executive management team. And when I say speak, I mean like share my poem. Um, And so I shared at that time it was one poem and I let them know I was working on a second one, like a, a specifically like a part two um and that was be- mostly i mean you wanted to complete your thoughts but that was also the first one ended kind of like not yeah hopeless, but kind of like the first one ends with some hard realities yeah, of some like sometimes realities. your youth end up homeless even yeah. after your services it ends heavy. yeah it ends heavy and then my and second one yeah in so my part two did a whole part two yeah was literally the perfect follow-up to part one yeah thank you yeah um and so i, mean, I, heard it, so I then shared the second poem with i think pat and the executive team but then pat asked if i would speak for the board so like the board of Everybody youth in need gives money to youth at a board meeting yes yeah, so all the funders the important people <laughs> the people who literally um, unfortunately 
pull the trigger on certain things or don't. Yes. Or, you know, and there are some really phenomenal stuff. ones. And, and there's some influence due to money, but yeah, and some yeah. of them are great. Some of them are great. And some, and of, some of them, them are just pretty based. removed. Um, but yeah, strength based. Yeah, but that went over really, really well. And then Pat invited me. She went to this MCCA, Missouri Coalition for Children's Agencies. And that was at Lake of the Ozarks. And Christopher and I got a whole hotel room. We went and it was like this whole week of training and stuff. But I, yeah, I got paid. Um, Professional poet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and so I went, and um, it was like the opening, just like the opening meeting. I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but the opening yeah. one. And I got to speak. She um, opened the entire weekend for these people. Yes, and I got to um, share both of my poems. They thought, what do, what do these people need to hear to a be inspired and to b be ready to fucking get better and c. What do they need to? What yeah, do they need to remember before they get into this? Because yeah. Pat was I'm Pat's just... the CEO. She was invited to speak, and she asked me if I would speak like with her, her and do my poems. Do my poems like she prepped yeah. for the poems, and then I came up she and did like, it. Look what we and got, I... motherfuckers! <laughs> look what I scored for you today. She was flexing, motherfuckers! Look at this treat. Uh, yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. You don't and have to then hear me try to come up with shit to say. <laughs> She's gonna tell you how to feel how to feel um and then that culminated into the biggest youth in need thing um and maybe my biggest speaking engagement um poetry specific speaking engagement mm, so i know it's so i tight. oh and then that's how i met todd and then luncheons okay anyways yeah. going way too far ahead so then so youth in need once a year has this gala it's called celebration of youth and like 600 people come and it's like this auction like it's a big fundraising event for youth in need at ameristar like 80 percent of their funding yes for and any given year. every year they typically invite like a past client from a different program and that person talks and says how the client the pro youth in need like helps them and then you know that's the thing and people give money but this yeah, year, instead of cl- instead of having a past client come up and share things, they asked me to share my poem, and they made a video of it. It's on YouTube. If you um, search Youth in Need and my name, or just Youth in Need, I'm on one of the videos, and you can see Immeasurable, which is the part two that I shared at the gala, and it went over really really well and they use it they still use that video in um trainings which is wild to me sometimes i'm Boom. sometimes i'm She's in a training where it happens <laughs> the training curriculum of youth in need her poem is so on point it's wild wild the immeasurable they one the part two all of their employees to have seen this poem before doing work at youth in need yeah 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 that's what i'm trying <laughs> to tell you people Oh, it's pretty cool. Um, but Uh, then after that, I was at a big, um, big community community services summit, just a really big, big training. Um, and I met this person named Todd Barnes, who's the executive director of community council in St. Charles, and he said that he was really, really inspired by my poem because someone I used to work with shared it with him, and he asked if I would speak at a luncheon. And I said, 
sure. And then that's how I started doing self-care presentations and pretending I was doing them all along. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it worked out and now I still... Pretending you were qualified at first because you knew you were qualified. Yeah. And then I just proved it to myself. I was going to say, you knew you could, you didn't have like paperwork to prove it, but you knew it. But on the inside, yeah. 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 And I did it. And, and now I do that. Yeah. Immediately, right off the bat. Literally... Yeah, so if you Crazy. all need a big old good old self-care presentation talk on that, you just call Jordan right up and she will help you out. So uh, we are, so, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. So I'm just letting you know that because I'm, I'm considering making some of the following questions uh, speed round questions where we just round. have to answer them really, really quickly, which will be funny because there are things we're going to want to talk about a lot. But you know what? I feel like I'm a repeat guest, so we don't have to. We can speed through, and we can yeah, always come yeah, back. It doesn't matter. People are sick of you. That's, I get what you're saying. They're, they've asked um, me to leave. I get threats. <laughs> oh my God. Why me. does everybody reach out to other people about the show? Nobody reaches out to me about it. You threaten. You send Jordan threats in the night, but you won't talk to me about the show. Oh, it's come in on. broad daylight, two p.m. <laughs> All right. Well, send me an email then. While you're doing that, get on your phone and send an email to ijcstpodcast at, I, at outlook.com. I almost said it. I just can't stop talking now. <laughs> Everything's me now. Everything. Um, all right. So, um, you know, and maybe it's not that much more to cover, but um, perhaps. How, what do you What do you think about? Uh, mm. Do you have any thoughts about um, Brandon Leak on America's Got Talent or Amanda Gorman at the inauguration and the Super Bowl? Two different events. But um yeah, so America's all, Got Talent speed round though. Okay. Yeah. So America's Got Talent, Brandon Leak. Um I didn't to be honest, I didn't have a ton of I wasn't like, whoa, because I've seen such great local poetry. But yeah. he was really good. I he was yeah. really good. I'm not trying to take away from that. Yeah, yeah. He was like, good. If you hadn't seen the amount of poetry you've seen in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's very understandable why it was mind blowing Mm -hmm. for like everybody who saw it. Yeah. It it gave me the traditional oh shit feeling that you get when you hear somebody share really good poetry. And so that was the thing. It did. It it is an outstanding fucking poem. It did. And it was. And it really resonated. And it was. And he delivered it perfect. He delivered it perfectly. And I think I just really liked that. Oh, okay. Does this mean poetry's on the map? like that's pretty the bigger map just like the more mainstream on the map in a way that hasn't been before yeah that's mm -hmm. like who watching america got talent ever gives uh and that's this is a big generalization so fuck me for this but it's just like (laughs) the people that are super into america's got talent how often are they super into spoken word poetry so yeah so that was cool and that's really cool that's that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's and the next time they see it, the next time they hear it, or the next time one of their relatives or somebody says, oh, I'm, I'm working on this, I'm trying to do this, they will it They'll have a frame of reference, yeah. 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 And then with Amanda Gorman, I feel like it was less like, oh, poetry's getting acclaimed. Oh. And, um, <laughs> sorry. So it was less like, poetry's getting acclaimed. And more like, this is a good poem. Like, America needed to hear this. Like, I, there's so many things I want to yeah. say to America, and I'm really, really glad that she got to say it, and I'm glad that yeah. it got to be expressed in spoken word. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. 
I mean, personally and selfishly, because that, like I said before, is the way that information is probably the most digestible to my brain. Um, Mm. But I think that when done right and when done the way that she did it, it really, it's impossible to not receive the message that she's yeah if that's the right way to put it like yeah with the tone with the cadence with the content with the way you know all of that put together the way she delivered it there's like no way to not receive that message so um that mm-hmm. one was and it's like even if people powerful. didn't i feel like so many people didn't see the whole like inauguration but a lot of people heard that poem because yeah, it was a poem easy thing to pull from it yeah and it was like crazy enough one one of the most exciting things and the thing that people decide was truly noteworthy of yeah that had a whole bunch of people there like i think lady gaga was there and like isn't oh yeah (laughs) yeah isn't that usually something people talk about more and um obviously uh not this time collection for a lot of reasons and a lot of things to talk about from it and i love that the only thing that came out of it harder was bernie and his mittens (laughs) that's okay So yeah, I love that content-wise, the only thing that came from it was a freaking spoken word poet. Yeah. And, uh, somebody who I imagine will be um, somebody we get to hear a lot from over the course of time. She I hope so. She seems like somebody who's here to stay and wants to continue to share wisdom with us, which I'm grateful for because she's very, very wise uh, very early in her life, which is awesome. And yeah, at the Super Bowl, I just want to be like, I just I just want to harp on again how fucking cool that is. That's yeah, that one's just like cool. <laughs> how weird. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I mean, shit doesn't matter anymore. We're at this point where it is weird. We've kind of crossed the threshold with sports where I think it's like, you know, you're allowed to be a fan about it, but you're kind of expected to shut up more about it than you were in the past. I feel like in the past, it was so normalized for people to just in just force sports conversations on you i love and you had sports to have things to say about them or you were somehow less valuable to the conversation and if that's the conversation often enough then your value is decreasing to people based on sports and now it's just like all you sports motherfuckers just gotta shut up about it you can talk to each other about it but, don't, but you can't don't, you force can't just it talk to anybody about it anymore yeah so we're kind of we're on a different threshold of sports but the super bowl is if you had to be like, all right, Christopher, where's the last place you'd look for spoken word poetry? <laughs> I, would, I would 10 out of 10 every single day of the week, I would say the Super Bowl. The um, Super Bowl. So it's really neat that poetry is at the Super Bowl. Um, anyway, uh, what are your favorite things about the – so we took it big. Now let's bring it back home. What are your favorite things about the STL poetry scene? The – if I had to pick one thing, I'd probably say the community because it's yeah. genuinely, it's not, it's truly supportive. Like if you bring it and you do great, people aren't mad or jealous or trying to compete. Like it's, we love it. And if you struggle, we love it. We love you. Get it, even poet. Even at the competitive events. Um, even at the competitive I a, events. Know, I yeah. Weird one, I think. The one that I was, was like an outlier. Yeah, but I've been to many more as a spectator. I've been to more as a competitor. And even at the competitive ones, there is nothing but support among the people who are competing against each other. It is mm-hmm. it is a beautiful, beautiful community. It really is. Yeah. yeah, I think that's my favorite. Besides, like, the genuine talent and the people, like, but that would probably be in any poetry scene. I think it's the community. Yeah. It's 
the so, community for me. Yeah, it's the community for me. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it's the authenticity for me. Oh, and that just that, partners yeah. with community because the community is one that is built on authenticity. You can be your whole self. Uh, you can be whatever version of yourself you want to be. You can speak you can about whatever. However you want to show up. Some people show up blown out to the nines, just top to bottom looking fresh as hell. Some people show up in sweats that have holes in them. Um, you know, and those people are are right alongside each other all night and they share the mic and um, everything's great. And there is a true respect for the mic as soon as the poetry starts. Yeah. In the STL poetry scene. So we talk yeah. about Picasso's and people can talk over you a little bit and there's an environment that that tries to be harsh on that, but it just naturally has room for it to happen. So um in the stl poetry scene it is pretty much like if somebody's on the mic spitting a poem uh people aren't talking and the yeah. seldom times that they do um are either immediately addressed and kind of like in a in a full way of like hey this is why we respect the mic blah blah blah, blah and kind of explains yeah. the nature of the environment again very um professionally just kind of shuts it down yeah, 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 but all and and reiterates like the nature of the environment, and why the that environment's important, and why we've created that environment, and why we're maintaining it. Um, mm, mm-hmm. And that's really all all it is is maintaining the environment. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's my favorite thing: the authenticity and the authenticity on the mic from the poets themselves. When it's just like on any given night, you don't know what you're gonna hear. At a St. Louis poetry yeah. open night, you truly, truly do not. No idea. I mean, and somebody's going to get up and talk about um, racism and uh, racial injustice, and somebody's going to get up, and somebody's going to get up right after them and talk about um, being the victim of sexual assault, and they're going to go into great detail. Um, and then the poem after that, somebody might tell you one of the most erotic. Uh, sexual <laughs> poems that you've ever heard and that's a really weird shift in tone and you mm-hmm. might have that shift in tone every goddamn night yeah and that's almost why like i think the open mic hosts end up being some of the coolest motherfuckers you can imagine yeah because they, they know how deserve to so much recognition the room. they know how yeah. to just reset the tone get everybody back on the same page and then put it to the next person which is perfect because of how different mm-hmm. You can get when everybody knows they can be that authentic. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. that is truly the bomb, and it speaks to the nature of the community and the environment that you were talking about, and uh, it just speaks to what you actually hear come, you know, be performed for you. Um, it's all authentic, and that's it's awesome, and it's something I think everybody should experience a little bit. And I've said this already. I'll say it again. Next time I go to a poetry open mic um, in person when we're all feeling safe and whatever, I am rolling in with an entourage. I'm rolling up with a whole squad. I am rolling in with a posse. So uh, if you want to know where some good open mics are, maybe I should put that in the episode uh, description, just mention. But although it is going to be kind of on a pop-up, uh, we're going to go on a basis as we see because there's some that are going right now that, you know, I assume will start, will still be going forever, but um, there's other ones that will pop up as things become safer and ones mm-hmm. that will be more relevant when things become safer. So we'll see. We'll probably, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'll Play let you guys it, yeah. know where we're going. 
And if ever, anybody ever wants to either just show up at them or hit me up and be like, hey, I want to go. I'm nervous. Or like, can you t- ask me questions about them? Feel free if that makes you more comfortable. I don't care. Um, but make a point to go to one. I think everybody should. They're, they're exceptional, uh, very unique experiences. They're awesome. Um, and you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve that enrichment in your life. Yes. You deserve to hear people's uh, authentic, uh, unabashed, unedited truths um, spoken in really powerful ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you deserve it. Let yourself have it. Okay, so um, let's do speed rounds with these really intense questions. <laughs> what comes to mind when you hear the phrase power of words? Speed round, speed round, speed round. Um, All right, I'm they hurt, they heal, they do everything in the world you can imagine, and we just have the power to yield them, and that's crazy. I talked over you. You said they hurt, they heal, and then you said power of everything in the universe, and we can just yield them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that is crazy. I agree. Yeah. Uh, power of words. Words have power. Everything you say has power. You, If you speak it, uh, you're engaging more parts of your brain than you are when you're just thinking it. If you're just thinking mm. it, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in your head, blah, blah, blah. The second you speak it or write it and you're writing down, what are you writing down? You're writing down words, so it still counts. Um, <laughs> if you speak it or if you write it, you're getting it out of your brain. You're getting it into the universe. You're engaging yeah. in more parts of your brain. More parts of your brain are literally biologically being stimulated, which means more is happening, more is getting locked into place, more is being expressed, more things are happening, more development in your brain is happening. So um, words are powerful. Words are powerful and how we use them is powerful. And what we hear, what we, it it changes how we feel, what we pay attention to, what we pay attention to, what we hear ourselves talking about, we're going to pay more attention to it. If things, yeah, words we're using to express are the words we're paying attention to more than the ones we're not using to express. So that's super important. And it changes your perspective on the world. Your perspective on the world changes how you feel about things. If things are, and this is, oh, I'm going to get into what Jared and I talked about because we covered some of the same stuff, but um, so that's, so I'm done. Um, Yes, because it's a speed round. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speed round just meant I talked really fast. It It just meant that I talked really fast. Oh, okay. (laughs) What are your thoughts about self-talk? And uh, maybe with a specific focus on words used mm. when nobody else is around, when you're the only one that can hear yourself saying them, mm. or those are one listening. yeah, those are just as powerful as words spoken when people are listening, if not more, um, in some ways, some, uh, and. Whatever you say about yourself, if you mumble to yourself, oh, I'm such an idiot. Okay, that's fine. That's nothing. You don't really mean it. But you internalize everything you say. Like Christopher said, when you say things out loud, extra things are clicking in your mind and in your brain. Things are syncing up. So whether you realize it or not, you could be internalizing that for yourself. Um, That's what I... So, on the other hand, if if you start speaking positively about yourself things are also syncing up yeah. and um, going well. And that's, yeah, do that. Yeah, That's where I'll end, patterns, period. Creates better perspectives, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to snowball up what you said just to say what she's not saying, because I know you're not saying this. She's not saying don't feel and express those times mm, when you mm-hmm. feel like you really screwed up. Because there yeah. are times that we are all going to screw up and we're going to not be as good as we could have been. That's part of growing and that's True. okay. So. That's when those times true. come, remember to feel that shit fully and express yeah. it fully 
And maybe you are at the part of the process where you have to say some negative self-talk throughout that, or it just feels natural to still, mm-hmm. just as long as you're identifying it and keying into it, it's going to change. Yeah. But oh. to speak to what you were saying, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can still express those feelings. Like if something happens to you that just straight up sucked, you can talk about how much it sucked. You don't have to talk about you being shitty for it sucking. Now, maybe yeah. you just want to top to bottom 100% screwed up and you just really have to own it, completely own it. Please completely yeah. own it. Yeah, recognize flaws, um, recognize areas of growth. Yeah, and then move on without just continuing to beat the shit out of yourself for it. So, um, yes, and what the heck was I going to say about self-talk? Oh, uh, self-talk and words being used when other people aren't around, this is what I wanted to say, should also be fun. Yeah. Have fun with them. Seriously, engage that part of your brain. Talk Let to yourself. yourself. Have fun with yourself. I mean, like, you're still living life just because other people aren't around. And it's, I think it's easy to, like, thrive off the energy we get from other people and exchange with them and whatever. But Create um, it. Yeah, literally. You can create that energy out of thin air with yourself. It's like magic. It's super cool. And sometimes it's just talking to inanimate objects or talking mm-hmm. to yourself or talking to your pets or talking to your plants or yeah. talking to whatever. And let yourself have fun with it. And Honestly, informal therapy helps. i think it probably helps um build consciousness as a, a consciousness build confidence as a practice maybe consciousness too i don't know it, i mean you're gonna sound crazy for a while and you just gotta get over that but um confidence because you're just talking more you're hearing yourself talk more you're gonna feel more comfortable when it comes time to talk to other people um yeah you do kind of get to practice for the day so i've always used self-talk and um self-talk and words when other people aren't around i often spend that time practicing saying things that i anticipate needing to say in the future now a lot of that in the past has been driven in an unhealthy way from anxiety but it is still a practice that i use now in healthy ways when it's like there is something that i do take seriously i want to get right um especially with this podcast i'm realizing that uh, my public speaking ain't what it used to be or at least, um, but part of that is the preparation. And so with more preparation, it's getting better, whatever. But that's not the point. The point is um, that, what the heck was the point? Oh, no. The point is that uh, that's something else you should do with words when other people aren't around is um, practice for talking. If that's something that's hard for you, uh, do that. That's something that was, has always been really hard for me. And social anxiety makes it really, really hard. You can practice. Who cares? Nobody else is around. Nobody else can hear you. You can get it wrong a million times or you can say it. Uh, a mm-hmm. times and it's just gonna help you so um bada bing bada boom there you go there uh, you go we're doing great what are your thoughts about i mean i don't know if we are we're oh okay long. um Wrong. but it doesn't matter we're in it now we're fucking up to our knees in it so uh last one what are your thoughts about manifestation uh i.e in this case speaking ideas into reality um love it i believe in it um and i guess what i mean by that is if you just how speaking something out loud connects things in your brain um i'll say more firmly than just thinking them or hoping um it connects i believe it connects things in reality like self-fulfilling prophecy if i'm really believing in myself i'll have more confidence things are just more likely Mm -hmm. i think that's what it is things are just Mm -hmm. more likely um to go in that way because I'm acting as if that's true, as if it's going to happen versus if I'm insecure and maybe like acting like it's not going to happen. Um, 
And I think when I think of manifesting, I like to think it's different from affirmations because affirmations were saying, you know, I hope and things like that. But with manifestations, it's like, I will, I will, like for you, for this podcast, like I will make a podcast. I will start it. I will do this. Um, I will get better. I will get better. I will. I will. I'm going to prove you and I will always get better this month. All right, mm. so just hold on to your hats. I'm going to prove it to you Manifest this month. it. Maybe not this episode, but this month. And by this month, I mean April, because this is technically going to come out in March. So don't do that thing. Don't do that thing <laughs> where you go, oh, you said this month, and then you didn't do it because it's the end of the month. Just F right off with that. I'm getting better. <laughs> right off. Yeah. All right. Continue. Um. No, that might be it. That might be my manifestation bit. I think it's really important. Oh, something I do want to say. So, um or encourage and something I talked about with my therapist manifest daily first thing in the morning I will have a good day today I will do my best I will um do everything I can I will be kind I will be courageous I will be brave speak those things into existence and maybe it won't be perfect maybe you won't be perfect um but manifesting those things makes it all more likely makes you better starts your day off on the right foot on an encouraged foot whether you truly like feel it in the moment or not okay now that's my period go Dude, <laughs> dope. i love all of that thank you Thanks. for sharing all of that Thanks manifestation on. for me um i feel like i can just sum it pretty easy what you focus on the most is what you're going to see in your life it's how you're going to uh, mm-hmm. and so you talking about stuff out loud regularly you are going to be focused on it more the more you're focused on it, the more that you put into focusing on it. So if you're writing about it, if you're manifesting in a way that involves just speaking to yourself about it, if you're just thinking about it in your free time, if you're visualizing and visualization is a technique mm. that people love, um, mm-hmm. if you're drawing pictures of it, if you're doodling about it, if you're, I don't know what it is. I'm just saying like, if you're, if you're, the more you're doing to focus on a thing, the more you are going to see that thing in your life, the more mm. that thing is going to be a part of your life, a real part, an active part. And that is all there is to it. So manifestation is one of the, uh, one tool that we can use to, um, put, put our focus where it needs to be to see what we want to see in our lives. Um, and that's the, uh, idea behind manifestation, I think. So mm-hmm. bada bang, bada boom. Bip bop, zip zap. Hey, a little zip zap on the bip bop. Hey, hey I know. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. This is a free podcast, by the way. You got all of this for free. All the Dang. jokes, all the twists and turns, all the interruptions, Dang. all the tangents. You got it all for free. free? And, and if you want to change that, you can send a donation <laughs> to me below. You're welcome. I'm so in love with yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. I know. I, there, I couldn't pass it up. I know. Um, oh, my God. Oh my okay. God. Oh my god. Um, what okay. comes next? So I think we're pretty much done, right? I'm done. I'm done talking about this. I'm done. You guys are gonna love my mm-hmm. episode. Look at Jared. Um, Jared. Do you have other? I don't know. What What else can we talk about? Did you have anything that you uh, feel like you didn't get to talk about? You thought you would, or anything you missed? Um. Since, okay, for Poetry Month, I feel like some people, one thing that I just want to say for people out there who do write poetry or want to or whatever, the the second you write a poem, 
the second you share one, or just, no, the second you write one, you're a poet. Don't be all weird about defining yourself as a poet and, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to speak at a gala. I gotta be like Jordan, speak at a gala. I gotta be like Christopher, speak at Picasso's. You, you're a poet. If Picasso's you, is probably a perfect place for you to go. If you, yeah, for real. Weird example, I just, my brain just, was yeah, blank. <laughs> no, but if you, if you want to be a poet and you're like, oh, I wrote a poem, but you know, I'm not a, you're a poet. Deal with it. Yeah, and yeah. act like it. So this <laughs> be is confident. Actually, this is actually the earliest recollections I have that tied to poetry, and it, I I forgot about this, but it stems from very very early on. And it's this is what my family would say to me, and I'm not kidding about this. I heard this from my father. <gasps> I heard Sorry. this from my father. I heard this from grandparents on both sides. I heard this from <laughs> aunts and uncles. I hate you. Heard this from cousins. Heard this from a couple friends of wow family, you know ancestor adjacent and what they said i'm gonna share with you now and it's as true for you as it ever was about me ever um and what they <laughs> said was would you look at you you're a poet and you didn't even know it damn and they said that wow to let me know that i was on the right track and that's why I say it to uh, you uh, now. Uh. And they also, they chose to say it that way. <laughs> I, I like explain the most, because poet rhymes with know it. Uh. Making the phrase itself wow. in a way. In a way. A poem. In a way. So uh, <laughs> on that note, that's perfect. I what a it. note. I love uh, that note. Let's. Let's wrap it up. You're a poet and you didn't even know it. Even if you, you aren't uh, a poet, po even if you aren't working on poetry, you're a fucking poet and you didn't even know it. It's so silly. You didn't even know it. You didn't even know it, you silly oh, Billy. You're just over there. Not doing knowing. Doing your taxes and you're like, I'm not a poet. Doing your taxes you're and you're like. <laughs> you're a poet. You're like, I Go don't away. Even, I don't even know it. But you are a poet. So good job. I'm proud of you. And I'll have you on the podcast next Poetry Month. Little you do you know. Your or your taxes. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm just going to show up with a couple microphones and be like, remember when I said you're a poet and you didn't even know it? You're on the show. Poet and you didn't even know it. That's the next show I'm going to do. So stay tuned for that. Wow, next April, but, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're talking about a sudden shift in tone. Okay. Shift. Wait, we set up, we're going to close on one of my poems, right? Yeah. Which means you're going to share one now. Yeah. And, and then you'll share. share. One, and then we're going to just say goodbye right after that. And we're going to say bye. I say another word after that. All of you, stop listening to this podcast. When I end this poem, I'm going to say goodbye. And if I say anything else, I want hate mail. I want um, pitchforks and torches at my door. No. Outside the apartment. <laughs> I want. No, you, no, no. <laughs> I want you to come disturb my dog don't he's gonna be don't so do that upset. to him um no but <laughs> i want you all to to hate me for the rest of time if i say a single word after this poem so this Enjoy. is me saying goodbye now i'm saying goodbye to you oh. now. i love you all we're gonna share some poems and afterwards we're gonna leave we're gonna do the old we're just gonna leave so we gotta say goodbye now i love you all i'm gonna say goodbye seriously thank you for listening to this it's, it was way longer than we planned on it being but uh we love poetry and we love talking about it we love each other and we love having fun conversations with a big old roller coaster that you gotta ride. So I hope you and yeah. love you all, and that's great, and you're great, and it'll all be great. That's great. Great.
<laughs> I love you all too. I'm gonna ready for the poem. Oh, I am. Asking yeah, yeah, yeah. hosty yeah, hosts. Um, I'm gonna share the part. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna share the part one of the youth in need oh. poem just because it seems so relevant. Yeah. Um, and I planned on it anyway, and it just happens to be relevant. Okay. Um, here we go. This one's called Static. Maybe part two will come another time. When I tell people I work in a group home for homeless youth, they tend to tell me how fulfilling my job must be, how much joy it must give me. I nod along, but there must be a misunderstanding. Don't get me wrong. I love my kids. It's my job that's killing me. On my first day, a girl asked to talk to me in her room. She cries, tells me about a boy who used her, a boy who abused her. On my first day, I am told to find ways to not take the job home, but this isn't paperwork. How can I leave love on the desk, file my feelings away till the next day, schedule my heart into shifts when your office is somebody else's home? How do you make sure somewhere along the way it doesn't become your own? Tell me. How do you untie the knot in your stomach when you stumble upon their scars to find they are the same shape as yours? The line between staff and compassion blurs. What is the professional thing to do when your kid leaves with nowhere to go, still no home? Please tell me how to leave them on the desk after I left them on the street. I clock out. The pace stops. I clock out. My heart stays. I clock out. My thoughts race. I clock out and start taking the long way home. My attempt at leaving the youth further behind it fails, only leaving me with more time to replay conversations. Did I make a difference or did I just babysit? My kids are teens and they are seen as problems instead of people and people call me brave because they don't know any better. And then there's Adam. He is a balloon, has enough potential to go anywhere. He is a balloon on the verge of popping. He holds too much static. Sticks to me during my shift, sticks with me long after I leave. He's struggling between his reputation and his dreams. He tiptoes the line life drew him, the line between who he wants to be and who it's easier to be. Says he doesn't have much faith, says it might be too late, says he wants to stand out and make a difference, but he's afraid to be different because what if this doesn't work out? What if he what if he closes every door to his past just to find out his new life won't last? After all, Adam is just a balloon with too much static. Afraid of the fall after floating too high, afraid of popping full of too much light. The only warmth he knows is his own blood from bullets and knives. So when I give him my arms, his eyes, they shine. And I don't know if this crosses the lines, but it's one of the few times I know I'm doing my job right. And then I clock out. After all, this is just a job. I clock out. The lines on the road become blurry. I clock out. My stomach is hurting. I clock out and Adam starts successfully self-sabotaging. Says it's better to be kicked out than hold on to hope. I watch his faith deflate. He says it's too hard to change. Says for him it's too late. I clock in and Adam is packing 
asked to leave, to go back on the street, I pack him a snack and hold the door open. It is too late. I clock out and go home, flip the light switch, and get shocked. There's still too much static. See, my heart is best at breaking and my skin is not thick enough to walk around their jagged house and not bleed. And when I'm asked if my job is hard, I lie. I say, loving them makes it easy. That's Ooh. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't read that one in a while. It got to me. <laughs> Seriously, thank you again for sharing that. Um, mm. Yeah, that was that was really really amazing. And um, uh, I just said it to you, but um, thank you for letting yourself like uh, be found in the place of really fully feeling it. And um, I really appreciate that. And I'm sure anybody that listened to that really does too. So if people stuck along this long in the episode, they got uh, rewarded really really heavily. Mm. Thank um, you. Yeah. And so I'll try and do that as well. And uh, when I'm done, we're saying bye and we're getting out of here. Um, but for now, if you made it this late, you made it this long, uh, you're going to get a great big reward. This is one of my favorite things I've written. I think it's great. It's got a little bit of everything in there, I think. So um, hope you hope you just find it keen. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to, had to break it up a little bit. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> ever since they said my name was Christopher, ever since I looked at Mama, saw the Christ of her, I felt myself connected to the Christ offer. Like, love everyone forever and be at peace and talk to anyone wherever they're invited to the feast. I was tested and sure some expectations I didn't meet, but you can rest assured my infectious nature never ceased, but... Until I met my partner, I could never be complete. Never done growing my own connection with Christ off her. For a while, I was convinced I should be a Christ offer. But Mother Earth wasn't going to let another Christ off her. And I hope she hopes I'm here to help her heal the hurt from hate. Because holy heaven and hell, is it a huge hate we have here. And you got to love the way they hate. They're loud. They're passionate. They're proud to wear it on their hat. You gotta love the way they hate. Anyone who disagrees is a liar. They're stoked to soak the fire. You gotta love the way they hate. They're aggressive. They're violent. They're willing to kill over where people try and sit. You gotta love the way they hate. They learn that anger's strongest, so they're scared of other choices. And anger is how it sounds, but fear fuels their voices. You gotta love the way they hate. What if we love the same way that they hate? I mean, like with aggression and vigor and confidence, love before it's too late. Loving when it's early and loving when it's late. Anyone who heard me and needs love won't have to wait. Loving loudly with passion and pride in our faith. Stoked to ask why they ate everything but scraped love off the plate because mm. to make America great again just means to make America hate again and to reach back for the U.S.'s greatness is just to keep the U.S.A. racist. But love can pull from history too. 
Humanity was the way of life long before Columbus sailed the ocean blue, but over time they taught us love was frivolous and childish and a waste because love doesn't count for shit in a capitalist state. You've got to love the way they hate. So what if we love how they hate? Money don't mean shit when the feeling is great. Way of life thinking. Each daylight is breaking a new day. Once a week, every Tuesday, come up with a new way to cut the U.S. off and clean up this new A. Because we've seen their playbook and there's a lot of things that will take. Like extra points will be awarded to those who do it with a smile on their face. And we're going to love the way that they hate. While we're doing away with anything that isn't in the best interest of the human race. I'm sick of it being cool to not give a fuck. I'm sick of it being cool to not give it love. Start coming up with reasons to value everyone in this space and understand everything that takes place and contribute the best we can while we can still contribute with grace. Mm. We've got to love greater than their hate. Mm. What is there left for them to degrade if we can love while they make their mistakes? Because we've got to love greater than their hates. Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye.